This is Bush League with Beast and the Bear. I'm your host, Carl Lundgren, and with me to my side here is Justin. I'm still trying to make the NHL at 39 Orlowitz. How are you doing today, Beastie? I'm, I'm doing great, Carl. Um, doing great. Um, very excited about tonight. I mean, how can we not be? Absolutely. we got the home opener tonight. This is what we've all been waiting for. So let's get right into this. First thing I want to mention is definitely check us out on social media. we got our new handles on Instagram and Facebook. They might change. We are Bush League after all. But right now they are at underscore Bush League on Instagram and at Bush League Radio on Facebook. Uh, I also have a new personal account um, at Justin Orley. That's J U S T I N O R L Y. Uh, Justin Orley Bush League. At Justin Orley Bush League. You guys can find me uh, on Instagram and uh, I'll be keeping you guys in, in, uh, in tune with what's going on with the Canucks. That's great. Okay, so let's dive into this. Where is Travis Hamonic? All right, so real quick, real quick, we got to touch on Travis Hamonic here. He's taking a temporary unpaid leave of absence from the Canucks, leaving the Vancouver Scott with a big hole in the blue line. Yeah, I mean, the hole in the blue line aside, um, I think this is basically just them extending the rope a little bit, giving him more of a time, giving him more time, I guess, to, to sort out whatever he's got to sort out or get his vaccines or whatever it is that's holding him up. I'm pretty sure that this whole uh, temporary leave thing, it's its literally just a little bit of extra rope. So, you know, hopefully he doesn't hang himself with it. Yeah, that's just it. Because that's, I mean, like you say, I mean, it's either its either comply or retirement at this point. There's no way, there's no way I don't think we'll see him in Abbotsford, that's for sure. Yeah, I think it's safe to assume we won't see him in Abbotsford. I think he'd rather retire than play HL hockey at this point. Uh, and I think it's moving in that direction where he'll, he'll retire or he might be trade bait if uh, they can get things sorted on his end. But we'll wait and see. So we, we want to talk more about the Abbotsford Club tonight, so let's get into that. We want to talk about the three-game road trip to start the season. No preseason. What an ugly way to start a new franchise in terms of a schedule. Three games on the road. The first two games back-to-back at two different arenas. So let's talk about how that impacts them. Well, that's, that's just the AHL for you. The AHL, also known as the Always Hungry League, um, they, they're notorious for these scheduling. Like they, they, have to, they have to go on a budget basically so the travel is and the schedule is always is not always going to be in favor for the players J- less than 10 years ago i saw the abbotsford heat play four games in five nights in two different cities so this mm. is this isn't anything new for the ahl doing these yeah, th- these things i mean the first the first the first night saturday night in was it in uh, bakersfield and then the second night in ontario um yeah that's we're going to see a lot of that this year, next year, especially with COVID protocols, and I mean, it, it's it's just made it that much more. Com- it's already been it's already a complicated enough thing scheduling games and travel for the AHL, adding COVID restrictions and uh, international travel. Um, with, the the, with the way the divisions are set, it's it's it, this we're going to be seeing this kind of stuff all year long. And we're going to see it next year and the year after, and that's just the way the AHL is. It's got it's got to be stressful on the players. And we I mentioned uh, the no preseason games for the Abbotsford Canucks, brand new brand new team together. And uh, you know both Bakersfield and Ontario had a game or two each of uh, preseason, so it puts a huge disadvantage. All right, let's talk about the October sixteenth game against Bakersfield. That's the season opener, franchise opener for the Abbotsford Canucks. I mean, the tail of the tape was done poorly timed penalties by Abbotsford all night. Uh, great performance by Michael DiPietro, I thought. Uh, you know, anytime you let him four goals, uh, your performance is bound to be questioned at least a little bit. Uh, but this game was not his fault. You know, uh, defense was out of position on the goal in the first. Perfect pass, perfect shot, power play goal in the second. Then he shut the door for a lot of the game after that. Gave him a chance to get back into this uh, 4-3 and chase that 4-3 lead, right? Um, 
Strong play by Bakersfield, led by Adam Cracknell and Seth Griffith. Uh, special teams were definitely a difference maker in the night. And, of course, Jared Lukosavicius from Squamish got his first uh, goal. I'm never going to get his name right. right. <laughs> it's it's going to be something different every time, but I'm big fan of his. Yeah, well, a shout-out to Ryan Holt, the announcer in Bakersfield, for being the first to say Lukosavicius on the air. <laughs> so now so now I know how to say it. At least I hope I'm saying it right. <laughs> I'll ask him tonight at the game. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to ask him. That's, that's going to be that's gonna be my big yeah. question for the media scrum. Yeah, well, that that's... Uh, yeah, Ryan Holt, if you're listening, I owe you a beer for, uh, next time you're an officer for that one. Uh, Lukosavicius uh, played so well, actually, on Tuesday night also, that the play-by-play guy in Ontario had to go learn his name during the second intermission. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, um, like I said, I'm never gonna, I'm, I'm never getting it right. You know, I, 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 I guarantee you, it's like a Yared too. I could see it being Yared. Yeah, it could uh, be Jared, a Yared. Jared, it could be Jared. Uh, it, it, there's got to be some sort of a Slavic background in there. It, it feels like it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a unique name. Yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, whatever the name is, however you pronounce it, we're going to want to get used to it because he's had a great three games to start the season. We're going to be hearing a lot of his name throughout the season. And uh, he had a goal and assist in that game on uh, on Saturday night, and you know he was my pick for the player of the game for Abby, and I, I kind of oh, threw that up there on Instagram. Definitely, he was yeah. definitely the player of the game. I mean, yeah. they played the first the first two periods were were great, and then there was the, when you have three unanswered um, goals, mm-hmm. three unanswered go- three unanswered goals. I mean, there's no response to that. I mean, do you know anything about this kid from uh, his backstory? I, I I know he's undrafted. Who Lucas Luca Luca Savicius Luca Slovic Slovica Luca Savicius yes Luca Luca Savicius number fourteen on your obviously Canucks Luca. Yeah. Luco. <laughs> Luco. Luco. Yari, Luco. 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 Yeah. Well, he's uh, there again. I maybe, mean, maybe we, maybe we just named him Loco Luco. <laughs> From what I could tell, uh, looking online, he had a very strong university career in Denver. And, uh, Denver's also, got a good program, too. Yeah. I've, very, yeah. Good, very good program. There you go. So 26 years old. Hey, he could be a good a good performer for us this year. Uh, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the October 17th game. That was on Sunday night, the back-to-back, part of the back-to-back. Again, we touched on that earlier. Touched on that a little more, Beast. How does that impact the team at the HL level? Coming out, brand-new team, obviously, on the road, back-to-back games. Listen, they, they, they pulled it off. Like Basically, I mean, they, they got dealt a, a bad hand, and they can either deal with the hand or they can, you know, lie down and just, you know, take it. But they, they, they bounced back. They got their win. You know, um, maybe maybe that maybe the reason they pulled the win off was because they had that that back to back. You know, they had such a hard schedule. But then, you know, um, we're gonna, like I said, we're going to see this all year. We're going to see we're going to be scratching our heads many times about some of the methods the AHL is going to have to take, and it's it's basically it comes down to money. Mm-hmm. So well, it absolutely was a beautiful game to watch. You know, I was watching the, all the away games on AHL TV, and I, I really felt bad for the cameraman there on Sunday night, especially with the back-to-back uh, play, back-to-back back and forth play up the ice in the second period. The weird bounces didn't help either, which we'll touch on in a minute. A uh, huge win in the shootout, first franchise win for the Abbotsford Canucks. Uh, how much does pulling this one win out of the road trip mean for the team? Well, this this road trip was a win, in my opinion. Um, you, if you get three, if you get half the points out of the potential points on a road trip that's a win there's no there's no two ways about it you get half the points it's when anything on top of that that's gravy you know you want to obviously get all your home points i mean but road points that 50 percent that's a that's a good number to shoot for mm-hmm. well the march to the penalty box continued in that game for abbotsford 
Uh, good penalty kill and goaltending in the first period. I noticed uh, the penalty kill was getting was getting a lot of practice. Obviously, in the well, first that's, two that's, games, that's another thing I want to <laughs> say with the with all the penalties. Like with on, you can't really be we can't really judge Di Pietro's play when when he's playing most of the, most of the time shorthanded. Yeah, like he's bound to let like that the last game um, that went to overtime there when they were shorthanded the whole time. It was literally two minutes of four on three in the zone. And you got you got World Junior uh, Anderson Dolan or whatever, just like quarterbacking the the, the power play there, and like mm-hmm. there was posts and Deep Pietro was sprawling over, sliding over, kicking safe, doing everything under the sun to, to stop it. And then like and then the one that finally goes through wasn't anything spectacular, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that I thought they were going to score probably uh, five or six times before they actually did get one in. So I mean, Deep Pietro has been getting peppered. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of the power play. I mean, yeah. if, if you're gonna play, if you want, if you're gonna play shorthanded, your goalie's gonna get tested. And mm-hmm. and I think once they get that power play issue under control, once they can stop, you know, parading to the penalty box, I think that that'll open up obviously their offense a little bit more, but it'll also take a little bit of pressure off of Di Pietro as well. And we'll probably see him play more to his actual numbers that he's gonna be mm-hmm. probably known for here in Abbotsford. Well, and that's the thing on that uh, Sunday game. Obviously, we had a uh, we had Arder Siloff playing in that that night, but. Uh, yeah, you're right. Those other two games on the road trip, uh, Di Pietro. It was. I thought he played great in both of those games. And we're gonna start to. I think there's a Di Pietro factor. I'm gonna say that hashtag Di Pietro factor. That's gonna be spreading all over the HL this year, where people are gonna have a hard time getting more than a uh, more than two goals past this guy. But, uh, but we'll, it's, it's gonna. It's all gonna depend on the power. It doesn't matter which. Doesn't matter which. They've got two good young goalies. Doesn't matter which one's in. If they're gonna. If they're gonna play shorthanded, those goalies are gonna get exercise, mm-hmm. and it's not gonna reflect their stats. Yeah, they should. Well, back to that game on Sunday. You know, there again, we mentioned that, uh, you know, the special teams were great for Abby, but, and then then they had all the practice for that. Now, also, the power play goal for the rain that uh, came in the second period on on Seelofs, I mean, that was a garbage goal to begin with. Uh, It came off of a, a California bounce off the boards, right where the ice cleaners come on and off the ice. So, I mean, you've played a lot of games. It reminded me a lot of the, the Condors' first goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, against them. So the side of the net, you know, just trash, throw it at the net, and yeah. hope for the best. You know, thought they were pretty much both behind the net for those. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. Well, it's there again. The ice conditions were notably bad. Even the play-by-play guys in, for Ontario mentioned it on uh, Tuesday how much colder it was in the arena than it was on Sunday. Beast, you played a lot of games in your career. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of bad arenas yeah. too. A lot of yeah. How, lot of how does the ice ones. conditions impact things in warm climate arenas like that? Well, that's just it. I mean, I haven't played a lot in the warmer climates, but I have played a little bit in those warmer climate arenas. And I'll tell you this: um, like just a few notches off, and it can it can change the whole feel of the ice. Like I don't know if you remember. Uh, some of those years, uh, I think the, the first year that in the 90s when the Florida Panthers went there, they had a lot of ice issues. The, yeah. the Ducks in the, 2000, in the early 2000s and mid-2000s, um, they, when they were in the they also ice issues. All these warmer climate areas are going to have ice issues at some point. And things are going to blow. Things are going to break. One minute, one day the ice is going to feel great. The other day, the next day, it could feel the exact opposite. So I think that was exactly what we saw in this case in Ontario. Well, I want to touch again here. I want to say here uh, in that game two, I was unimpressed with Jet Wu in game two. Uh, gave a stupid mid ice forecheck late in uh, uh, late in the first, 
And uh, he got away with it, and so a lot of people didn't notice it. But with the penalties piling up this season, that really bothered me, and it kind of put me on his radar. And I just kept watching. I mean, you know, when you're watching from a negative standpoint, you start to see all the bad, not the good. So we're gonna have to watch for him tonight. We're gonna have to, yeah. have to see. We're gonna have to see where his head's at, basically. Yeah. Well, there was that, and like I said, there was a pass to the point, uh, skipped over a stick at 18:20 in the second period on that game too. Uh, took a dumb penalty. It resulted in the tying goal. Granted, that was the goal we talked about, where it was uh, almost he's like a, a dump he's in. A, he's that, a defenseman, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, he's actually one of the Canucks' uh, premier in development defensemen. You know, he was picked thirty well, seventh overall in twenty eighteen, second round pick. Uh, a lot of talk around town about this kid. So he's twenty one years young. You know, uh, I will. We'll, you will have to wait and see. He's minus two so far. Well, this, well, this is what I want to say. Defensemen are going to take penalties now. It's and, and then I haven't. I haven't really been watching this kid the way you've been watching him. But I'm going to definitely keep an eye on him tonight. Now, mm-hmm. especially since you bring him up. But defensemen are always going to take penalties. It's all about making taking the penalty when you have to take it, or making a penalty to to save a goal. You know, like mm-hmm. making a making a play like making a play that uh, that would basically be costly otherwise if you don't take the penalty. And that's that's where that's where these young kids on defense have to. That's where they have to find that that happy medium, that even flow, taking versus taking a, a smart penalty versus a dumb penalty. Yeah. Well, I mean, based on the hype I've uh, I've heard and what I've uh, seen online from about the kid, uh, I feel like he's a better player than he's been playing so far this season. Uh, but I need to see it to believe it in person. So definitely gonna be watching it tonight. There must be more to this kid, and uh, and I can't wait to see if he's gonna be a woo hoo or woo hoo. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. I, I know you're a Simpsons fan, uh, there, BC, so. yeah, a huge Simpsons guy. By the way. Just, <laughs> anyone anyone who doesn't really know me yet, uh, you guys on. You guys will hear it very soon. I'm going to be referencing The Simpsons probably at least once a show. <laughs> so um, we'll see about that. Or, or maybe 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 Carl will be. You never, yeah, know. You never know. Maybe that maybe that'll be an, 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 a sound effect in the arena every time we hear Jet Wu uh, make a good play out That's, there. I think I think I think the, the atmosphere can actually be. Yeah. Hi- should be hiring us for their little. We're, we're, oh. we're giving the guys nicknames. We're giving them sound bites for the arena here. I mean, mm, why, aren't on. On, why aren't we on the payroll? Just getting started here. I know, right? Uh, man's got to eat here, you know. Right, but right, hey, right. so let's talk about Artis Seelofs. I mean, I've never even heard of this kid. He comes out there, brilliant. Thirty-four saves on 36 shots. Well, thirty-five I- if you include the one questionable goal off of that uh, off of that weird bounce off the board. Well, that was the overtime I was talking about, right? And uh, I mean, I, I didn't even I didn't even realize that that, that it was a Di Pietro net. But um, I mean, they both have the same gear. I mean, I mean, the AHL broadcasting is exactly uh, stellar. And um, yeah, I mean, that flurry he took in overtime was incredible, incredible. Like he 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 made some stops. Like I said, there was about five shots there where I thought they should have been they should have been they should have scored five times before. They finally dumped that one, and the one they did get wasn't exactly pretty. Like I said, it was mm-hmm. like a side of the net tip in, you know, Johnny on the spot, hard working, lunch lunch pail and a hard hat, meat and potatoes, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Right? There's so many different yeah. things we could have said about it, but I mean, he he made some stops that were just unbelievable. So I don't know, maybe maybe there yeah. will be a goaltending battle in Abbotsford. Well, keep in mind he's the number three guy on the on the sheet for Abby. So we still got to see this other guy. So uh, you know, there again, he was flawless through four rounds of the shootout. Arsenal and Klimovic had strong games in that second game. Both are off to strong start this season. Vincent Arsenal, number 18 for the Abbotsford Canucks. Uh, big 29-year-old undrafted player from Quebec City. Four years with Utica prior to the season, so he's a veteran of the team, technically. Also, he, he's, we're probably going to see a letter on his jersey. Yeah, yeah, you have to expect that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he's a true veteran. And uh, some really nice hits. He plays hard. You know, he had an assist on Klimovic's goal on Tuesday night's tilt. 
big physical player. I think he's like 6'2", 215, 220, something well, I, like that. Uh, you know what? Uh, there's another. I, I can't remember his name, but number six on, our, on the Canucks. He, um, he's another monster. We're going to have a tough team this year. Yeah, we've got a lot of size out there. And, uh, you know, one thing I will say about Arsenal, he did take a bit of a dumb penalty in the third on Saturday. But there again, like you say, if you're a big player, sometimes penalties will happen. Uh, and, uh, you know, Danila Klebovich, number 46 for the Absolute Canucks, big 18-year-old Belarusian, fast hands. i got to tell you, I've, I've got some notes for this guy, but uh, notes about this guy. I've been very impressed so far. What's your take on him? I, I know nothing about him. I mean, especially um, because he come, he's, he's from the other side of the pond. But um, yeah. we're going to see tonight. We're going to yeah. see. We're going to see. We're gonna, we're, a lot of these players, we're going to get to see first, like up close or personal. We're going to be right at ice level. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of these guys. We're going to be able to really nitpick yeah. these guys in person. I feel like uh, when, it's a, when it's such a bland broadcast, just a back and forth camera. And we're, and we're lucky to have that, the, the feed for the, for the, the way games. I'm not trying to knock the AHL here. I've been a little bit harder than broadcast. I mean, the fact that they have a broadcast is amazing um, for a minor league team. But when you're just there and live in the building, uh, there's so much. There's so many more little things you can pick up about the players. So you know, I'm yeah. really excited for, to get that going tonight. So we could really have a look at these guys that uh, we've been making these little notes on. Well, I, I love the kids so far. I've watched all three games so far on the AHL TV, and like you said, I mean, it, it's not perfect, but you know what? It's pretty good broadcasting, and uh, it's for what they're for what they're given. Absolutely, yeah. like they're yeah. they're they're making lemonade. That's for sure. And all of our se- all the season ticket holders for the Oxford Canucks have been given. I actually I think it's the club club seats and above. Uh, get a free access pass to the HLTV Away Edition, so they get to watch all the away games, which I think is a great touch to the to the absolutely, membership absolutely. I've yeah. I, I've I've I watched uh, two of the games as well, and I skimmed the other one. Um, I mean, yeah. it's like I said, it's it's nice to have it, and uh, it's all it's also available on Roku, which is incredible. If you have, a, you Roku, if you have a Roku TV, like Roku yourself, TV, there you go, free ad well, on the free ad, TV, no free ads, <laughs> no free ads, no free ads, no. <laughs> so Klimovich, number forty six guy to watch tonight for all you absurd uh, Canucks fans that are going to the game. And I will tell you right now, this kid, we're going to see a lot of him. He's got a big feature with the Canucks. Uh, he has two goals on, of the first three games there. Really nifty behind the back shot that almost went in in the second period on Sunday's game. Is the Russian kid? Did, no, this is uh, Klimovich, the Belarusian kid. The, the, the Russian guy, yeah, Belarusian. Well, same thing, same thing. It's, it's like American Canadian. Okay, North, North American, <laughs> Russian, Russian-ish, Russian-ish. Right. Well, Bel- Russian. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, my co-host Justin Orlowitz is also uh, of that same basic descent there. Yeah, so. but Ukrainian actually. But like I said, it's all the same. They're same language. <laughs> that's that's how he would put it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, the shot that I, I saw this really nice nifty behind the back shot in the second period on Sunday's game by Klimovich and I mean you blink you would have missed it but it's that kind of thing that when you see it it just catches your eye like this kid's got a lot of skill he's only going to continue to develop and we may have a superstar in our hands with this kid he's big he's got good hands and it's just uh, clearly you're getting me excited to watch him yeah well he's going to be my focus that's for sure he's got to be one of the focuses for sure now speaking of focuses D Giuseppe number 34 he has strong preseason with the Canucks this year and I mean he's he's got tons of experience Great forechecking and offense all game on Sunday, and he's had a great start to the season. And, of course, he's, he scores the winner in the shootout to give us our first win as a franchise. And I called that, by the way. I called that that goal. Uh, <laughs> I was watching it with my son. I thought, the, I thought they would send him out as the third shooter in the shootout, but I said that he would net the winner at the end of, the, at the end of overtime. I called that and said that in the shootout he was going to be the one to get the winner. But uh, what did you think of that goal in the shootout? <laughs> I mean, he's an NH- he's an NHL player. I mean, that's 
there's no question about it. He's he's probably going to be our captain. I mean, he's my vote for our captain. Um, there's a reason why he had to. Or, or, I mean, there's a reason why he had to clear waivers because they they want to they want to give him big money. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's going to be our big money player. He's going to be the guy that that we put in the shootout. And um, yeah, I think I think this guy is going to be massive for us. I think I think he can also we can also see him probably going up to the big club at least yeah. once. You know, especially if there's an injury. Yeah, for sure. Well, like I say, I was kind of confused why he didn't make the Vancouver squad this year. Uh, Di Giuseppe, salary seven hundred thousand. Uh, Twenty-eight year old kid. Well, kid, <laughs> twenty-eight years old. Uh, Juho Lamico, seven hundred twenty-five thousand dollars salary. Twenty-five year old kid. He's playing in the Vancouver lineup, same position as Di Giuseppe. Do you think that uh, that was they, they went with uh, Lamico simply because of the age, the three year age difference, hoping that maybe that that extra three years might give him a little step on Di Giuseppe? Uh, I think I think they did that for Abbotsford. Um, they did this was this was this was kind of the Canucks really? taking one for the team. Like they they go with the younger guy, they give the younger guy a little bit more uh, experience with the big club, and they get the guy that's twenty eight to come down to to the small club and lead these guys. Like they they need someone to take to take charge of that dressing room, take charge of the ice. And lead these guys into battle, and he's their guy. Yeah. So they're not going to stick some twenty-five-year-old kid with the same contract. And, they, and he's making NHL money, so it's not like he's—it's he, not like he's got, got anything to be upset about. And yeah. the moment—the moment there's an injury, he's the one that they're going to call up. Yeah. So they're relying on him. In, on, if, if anything, the role has been placed on his shoulders. Like he's the one they're going to rely on on both ends. They, they're going to need him to step up with the big club when there's an injury, and they're going to need him to lead the, the young guys on the junior club. So. I mean, this guy's role is massive, and I think yeah. a lot of people have overlooked that, but uh, it definitely has not gone unnoticed between us anyway. So I think that, just to clarify, you're saying that you think it was kind of by design to have DJ Ab- absolutely play as the captain? Abbasford? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's, there's no question about it. Like, like, yeah. I, said, like I said, they're not going to make, the, they're making the same money, 25-year-old guy, kid that doesn't have a whole lot of experience. He gets experience in the big club. Worst case scenario, they swap roles. Yeah. And he's already and he's already laid the groundwork for the for the young kids out here the first bit of the season and then he goes up to the big club, which, which he's been doing. I've been seeing uh, videos uh, on the Abbotsford Canucks Instagram page of him in practice goofing around with the guys, uh, you know, showing off. There's a video of him uh, doing an old school uh, jersey wrap on one of the other guys there, and uh, you know, did did a little uh, pile driver pick up there. But you know, uh, it, it just shows you his size and and power as well to be able to pick up a 200 pound man like that while while on skates i don't think i'd be able to do like, that like you said it's by, it, this is all by design it's this yeah. is this is where this is why he's on the squad this is why he's making nhl money well let's let's talk hypothetical there so if he gets he gets a captaincy in Abbotsford, injury happens in vancouver worst case scenario and now the big gets, boy the big boys come first but he gets called up what impact does that have on the hl team unfortunately the hl team is not the priority here the priority is the canucks the big the big the big canucks the vancouver canucks so if it's a difference between this kid staying in Abbotsford and selling a few extra seats here and leading these guys to a mediocre season or stepping up for an injured guy on the Vancouver Canucks and making that playoff push with them, well, it's a no-brainer. He, he's he, It's Vancouver first. It's always going to be Vancouver first. Yes, they want people here. They want guys here that, that people are going to come to watch. People are going to watch them develop and eventually move on to the big club. And there's also going to be the lifers here that people come to watch. But at the end of the day, the priority is always going to go to the Vancouver Canucks, not the Abbotsford Canucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, he made his presence known in all the games. Forecheck's been great, so I'm looking forward to see more of Giuseppe. Uh, played 31 NHL games with the Rangers last year, so he'd be a good addition to the Canucks. Either way, 
we'll see more of him this year. Uh, oh, definitely. He's he's another he's another one on our watch list tonight yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, uh, beast. When we talked about the captaincy, I mean, I want to talk. I wanted to touch on that separately here and say who is going to be the captain. I think you and I are both in agreement that Di Giuseppe would fill the spot. Oh, absolutely, great. absolutely. I mean, he's got the most NHL experience. He's got 201 games in the NHL. That's he can also afford to take the boys out for uh, <laughs> for a couple drinks down at uh, uh, Lou's or whatever there on Highwaymen. Uh, high- take them to the Highwaymen. Yeah, for a night out. In- absolutely, with that with a contract <laughs> like that, you know, he's, they're going to expect yeah. him to pick up a deck or two. Yeah. Well, and I'd love to see him on board with his role because a lot of guys of that caliber, you know, with, uh, t- I mean, he had 200, 201 games. I think he had f- uh, 53 NHL points. I mean, that's pretty high caliber player. To really get on board with your role in an NHL franchise like that is pretty special. So I really like this guy. I'd love to meet him face-to-face, shake his hands, and just thank him for what he's doing for the club. Um, now let's uh, let's talk about the, the, the third game of the, ro- of the road stand there on the 19th on Tuesday. Everyone knew that Ontario was going to come out with playoff intensity in that game because they could not, absolutely could not afford to drop two games at home to a division rival in the first three games of their season. Uh, so Abby came out a little slow to start the game. DPH led a bit of a weak one in on the tip. Those are always tough ones for the goalie. What did you think, Beast? Was that a weak goal? Well, that's the thing with tips. Tips are always hard to handle. And... It- Sometimes you get from looking looking at the angle we're from, we see them, uh, we see the tip happen, and it's you know to us it looks like kind of a weak goal, but we're not at ice level. We don't see the way that it's angled, the way that you know the way he's being screened, the way he's not seeing it. A tip, any, put it this way, anything can happen when you throw the puck on net, and especially when you tip a puck on net. That's that's just a recipe for a goal. That's why there's that saying, you know, just put it on net and see what happens, and uh, you know. Getting mm. getting the puck tipped is part of it, and I don't think it's I don't think it's something we comment on whether it was a weak one or not. Yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. So I'll I'll cautiously retract my statement on that. But I mean, let's get down to the one thing. Both these teams are very good teams. Uh, they will be battling for that division title this year. I can see it already. I'm calling that right now. Uh, Abby came back fighting. Uh, you know, they, they, that's what shows the character and grit of a team. They got down two goals that could have absolutely handcuffed us and put us out of the game. But instead, they came back grinding. Uh, they looked much better late in the first, uh, especially with Giuseppe on the ice for the power play. Um, more about the power play. I thought that uh, there was a sloppy power play in the second. Uh, accidental second penalty on that. Um, Abby did nothing with that one minute 14 two-man advantage uh, against the rain. So They need to capitalize on those. Yeah. Yeah, just sl- a bit of sloppiness there. Uh, the, the, in my opinion, the defense was playing way too low on that two-man advantage. One of the big things I love about the big club in Vancouver is with Quinn Hughes anchoring the power play a lot of the time. He really draws those pe- defenders out, and that creates a lot of vice for the forwards, right? Wouldn't you say? I mean, you've you've been in the yeah, thick of it. Absolutely, so. absolutely. You want to you want to have a guy high on the power play all the time. You don't want you don't want two guys low. You you don't want your anchors both hanging out. Oh, you want you want like you say, open up the ice. So I think you, you called it perfectly there. I mean, I, I, there's a part of me that's kind of doesn't mind seeing that because then, you know, as a as a guy watching the season, as a season ticket holder who's sitting in a section that's pretty much right at the at the faceoff circle there. In the, oh, in we're 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 going to be in the game. Zone. We're 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 going to be ice level. So when we say when we use the term ice level, we can't we because we, we are going to be at ice level for these games and uh, for most yeah. of them, yes. not all of them. And then it's it's <laughs> just different when you're watching uh, like a you know like a like a side by side sky angle of ice. You know, it's it, you don't see it the way. You do at ice level, right? Yeah, but I'd still like to see them draw them out a little more there. So, a, well, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, yeah, it was evident. Personal. We didn't, we didn't need the ice level to yeah. see it to, to to nitpick the power play. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dr- drives with a nice power play goal. There again, Di Giuseppe on the power play with him. I absolutely think after watching the first three games of the season, the power play line should be Di Giuseppe, Bailey number ninety-five, and Drys number fifteen. Uh, Villalta from on uh, for the rain with some big saves all night. He played a great game for Ontario. Uh, Abbotsford did a, a better job of not taking bad penalties uh, while still playing with pressure. So this is a good sign of things to come. He dialed in the the, uh, the penalty kill. Special teams have been pretty good, pretty solid. So this looks really good for us going into tonight's game. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of there's a lot. Of, like I said, this was not uh, this road trip was not a failure in my eyes. Like you say, it was a terrible schedule. Um, we had a bad card dealt to us. Yeah. I, like I said, we got half the points, and now now there's a bit of a homestand here, and uh, the Canucks are in position to take some points here. Yeah, you know, use the, use their own fans to advantage. There's going to be a lot of electricity at the arena tonight. You know, they're gonna they're gonna feed off that. You know, and. There's there's no way that they haven't made them their, those corrections and those um, adjustments for mm. for tonight's game. Okay, they've had their three three road games. They've had a couple practices since they've been home, and yep. uh, I think we're going to see a slightly different team out tonight. Well, and and I'd be uh, structurally I'd, anyway. Yeah, and, and I definitely you know have to. I I, I got to kind of retract a little bit on that and say that we you know what we. We played better on the not taking bad penalties, but that wasn't, of course, until the awful play by Bowie. Oh, in uh, overtime? Right at the start of overtime, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that so, was terrible. So I'm sure he wants that one back. He's better than that play. A little mental slip there. Do you think that maybe he forgot there four on four? I mean, he should have uh, skated. No, I think, I think that was just a lazy play, and he pitchforked him. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been there. We've all been there. You know, as soon as you do it, you know you're guilty. You know you got caught. You, you, you immediately regret it, but that doesn't change the fact that that didn't give us a chance to win. That that entire overtime, that was one with Anderson Dolan mm-hmm. uh, quarterbacking the power play for the Rangers. With Tynan, with yeah, Tynan. Yes, exactly. And like, like this is not like a slouch of a power play. This yeah. is a, this is like you say. Well, this is going to be the team that's battling yeah. us for first place. LA's yeah. got a good good development program there. Okay, um, they're, they're, they've been so bad so long. You've got to think that there's some stars like, coming up in the system, and definitely some young guys getting developed there. Yeah. So I mean, you know what I mean? You're going to give them a two minute power play, four on three in overtime. We deserve that one. We shot ourselves in the foot. We did. <laughs> yeah, we, did. Oh, absolutely. we absolutely, absolutely did. Absolutely. And you know what? You know what? And it's it, he's just got to he's just going to have to make up for tonight. Come out better. Play his game. He knows he's better than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's he touched on the players and on the rain. Uh, I, I like to say, TJ, don't call me Crash Davis Tynan there with with three assists <laughs> and a plus two during his two game tilt, showing why he's the reigning AHL MVP. And uh, you I, just said reigning AHL MVP. That means he spent the majority of the season in the A. So he's yeah. he's he's seasoned. He knows he knows about the schedule. He knows all these little things that the AHL is, um, you know, yeah. known uh, for. He's a 29-year-old vet. He's been around a long time. He's probably making NHL money, too, isn't he? Oh, for sure. He's easily making the uh, 750 league minimum. But in in the reigning MVP, you know, no no pun intended, reigning oh, reigning oh, MVP. Oh oh, yeah. I see. I missed that one. I'm usually pretty good at picking up your, your puns too. But yeah, uh, yeah. I reigning, have a reigning, yeah. reigning, reigning, reigning. Yeah. I said that in my in my comments on Instagram there the other day. There again, that's uh, at underscore Bush League on Instagram. Uh, I said, you know, I am a dad after all. So, yeah, yeah. but uh, I got to say, TJ Tynan, this guy's a stud. He absolutely took control in overtime, drew the penalty that uh, helped produce the game winner, and he just had a great, great two games against us. So we'll be seeing, be really shaking our fists at that guy this year. Absolutely. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to me, Justin Bailey, number 95 for the Abbotsford Canucks, was the Abbey player of the game on Tuesday. And uh, he's played great all three games so far. Uh, great skate to gain the zone late in the second with a great pass to Folk, uh and a great shot produced a huge goal to turn the momentum. Uh, you know, he almost had another goal at the end of the second. If uh, Sorry, we almost had another goal at the end of the second. If it wasn't for poor officiating, that the Ontario defender pushed the Canucks player into the goalie if you blow that play dead, you should call a penalty on Ontario for interference. What are your thoughts well, on that? This thing, okay, so the ref doesn't have instant replay. Like, there's no, they're not calling Toronto and asking, you know, was he pushed or was he, this is, this is what the ref, the ref, it, we're basing it on what the ref saw at ice level. Again, we're, we're going to bring up ice level a lot. This is what the ref saw. He, he obviously didn't catch it because you're right. Yeah. You but, know, that was, that was, you know, he was pushed in. So, I mean, it's going to happen in the AHL. Like, yeah. you know, like they have, a, they have a live feed. They have the cameras on. Like if something goes really haywire or there's some crazy slash or I can remember a few years back, Jim Playfair throwing sticks on the ice and ripping yeah. his jacket off. They have the footage for the league review later, but they can't just, they don't have it at the drop of the hat. Yeah. You know, they can't yeah. call Rochester and uh, be like, hey, uh, what's going on in, uh, what's going on in Abbotsford? We need, uh, we need some instant mm-hmm. replay or what's going on in Ontario? We need some instant replay. It just doesn't work like that in AHL, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, that whistle prevented a clear scoring chance. I guess for me, uh, watching it as a Abbotsford Canucks fan, it's, it's very frustrating. Uh, but, you know, it's early in the season, so these sort of things will happen. But Bailey, getting back to Bailey there, he had that uh, great goal to put, put us ahead late in the third. Uh, and then, obviously, things went off the rails. But, uh Justin Bailey, number ninety-five. Great Absolutely name. love name. this guy. Great name. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a beauty. His presence is fellow. Every time he steps on the ice, he's a Vancouver Canucks caliber player, and he'll be a huge asset for Abby while he's playing here. Twenty-second overall draft pick in twenty thirteen by Buffalo. He has yet to catch a stride in the NHL, but if he keeps playing like this, uh, he'll have many more NHL games in his future. Uh, it'd be exciting to see him and Giuseppe play together this year in Abbotsford and then again next year in Vancouver. Definite possibility of that happening. I can definitely cool. see something. Definitely in Abbotsford anyway. I don't know about Vancouver, but Abbotsford for sure. This is my first year kind of covering AHL. Does that happen very often where you get uh, AHL uh, teammates that move on to do that sort of thing? Um, not not often, but I mean, weirder things have happened in the NHL. I mean, we had a we had a Zamboni driver play an NHL game recently, so I mean... <laughs> that's right, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, so I mean, uh, well, David Ayers, but I mean, like, come on. I know it's yeah. old news, but I mean, I mean... And, awesome. and the Leafs just... Go off off talk a, topic a little bit. The Leafs just had to sign another university goalie. It's like they, they've been... Like, they're purposely running into all this goalie trouble. I know it was Carolina last time, but the Leafs are putting yet another amateur goalie as a backup. And I just yeah. found that really funny. Well, we're we're hosting the Evil Empire, the Ontario Reign here in Abbotsford Center on back-to-back nights, November thirtieth and December first. Mark your calendars, get your tickets for that one early because that's, that's going to be a war. It'll be a war. These two teams are going to go to go to war with each other all year. So, um, all right. So, other than that, let's touch on some other players. Uh, Sheldon Rempel, number fifty-six, uh, strong start to the season with two assists, including a beauty, seemingly no look from his knees pass on the go-ahead goal in the second in Saturday's tilt. Plus Definitely two, beauty. yeah, plus two in the game and on the season so far. And we should also mention that plus-minus is not affected by power play goals and uh, shorthanded goals. So. Um yeah, that's definitely important. That's, uh, that's that's a big one for our boys after that road trip. Yeah, with the marathon of marching to the penalty box. Uh, but yes, uh, now is there anyone else that you'd like to touch on there? BC? Uh, Sautner, uh, number six, the defenseman. I've been calling him a big bad beast all show, but uh, I mean he's only six one, but uh, he's a tough kid. Like I see him going in, going after the guys after the whistles. He's in the scrums. He's fight. He's messing with guys, fighting guys behind the net. 
Um, I think he's going to be one of those top four defensive. He's definitely going to be one of those tough, tough to deal with, uh, tough customers. You know, we're going to see him probably get into a couple fights. Uh, definitely some big hits going to come out of him. We're going to see him whack a few guys for the night. It's going to be real old time hockey, I think, with this kid. Well, yeah, and the tail of the tape says he's 189 for weight, but you know what? He's uh, t- uh, 27 years old, so that you know the age comes a little bit of uh, sturdiness. You don't need to be you don't need to be more than 189 to whack someone with a hockey stick. I assure you, <laughs> that, that's for sure. <laughs> well, well said. Yeah. Uh, so. All right, so let's get into tonight's game. The home opener sold out. Sold out as of Thursday afternoon. I know that because I got the last two seats for a buddy of mine. If he's listening. Owes me a beer and a hot dog at the game tonight. I can't wait to try that hot dog. By the way, I'm, uh, <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm not trying to make a joke or anything here, but I do, I do uh, fancy myself a hot dog connoisseur. I try one at every stadium or rink that I visit. Yeah. Well, so. these are these are special hot dogs too, and I want to touch on that. Uh, I love the local partnerships and community focus so far for the Abbotsford Canucks. Uh, I should say, just as a Canucks franchise in Abbotsford, it's easy for a big city team like this to just farm out all the same services from the parent arena, but they haven't. Uh, we have. Uh, 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 Lully's hot dogs are going to be part of the food services at Abbotsford Center. Delicious. Uh, yeah, for those of you that don't know, Lully's is a prominent, specialty hot dog stand here in Abbotsford, located in the Canadian Tire parking lot. Ooh. Uh, so I'm sure that you've, you've free had free ads. The Canadian Tire does not yeah. need free ads. Yeah, but I'll tell you, Scully White, I want to touch on him just as a, a, a member of our community here in Abbotsford. He's the owner of that, that hot dog shack, and uh, he's raised thousands of dollars for Jumpstart, which gives children in need Great access to sports and physical activities. Absolutely amazing program. And uh, every year he adopts a local family in need at Christmas, which he provides gifts and food for. About what, a, what a beauty! Yeah, about a year ago, he actually donated a kidney to one of his customers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I've I've heard that he <laughs> that you can eat free at his stand for life if you become a kidney donor. I mean, this guy is a, is a saint. Oh wow! Yeah, so, I didn't know the kidney. I didn't know the kidney story. That's yeah. that's that really is amazing. I mean, he's Saint Saint Scully. So from now on, I'm calling him Saint Scully. Hashtag Saint yeah, Scully. We've we've thrown uh, a few nicknames. Loco Luco. I know they should be paying us for this. I know. Yeah, we got we got so, uh, yeah. Scully the Saint. Um, Saint Scully, Saint Scully, Saint Scully. Uh, but yeah, I'm just so glad that the team is involved. This man in their food service offering and it shows the team's commitment to the community. I encourage everyone to buy a hot dog to support this local hero tonight. They're also and giving I'm, a thousand away. Sorry to cut you off. They're also giving a thousand away uh, the first that's the right. first people. And I, I should mention that that's part of the but, hot but every but that the other three thousand people that don't get one, they, you got to buy one. Yeah, that's part of the pop-up, right? So the pop-up at four p.m. today at Abbotsford Center. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean. The, I, I want you to join me when I get my dog tonight. I'm gonna do a, a hashtag. I'm gonna take a picture, post on Instagram, do a hashtag Saint Scully. Let's show this man how much the community appreciates everything. He's Absolutely. Done uh, so let's talk about the jerseys. Oh yes, all right, the jerseys. Drum roll. All right. Uh, yeah, the jerseys. They they are gorgeous. We 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 have not opened our packages yet. We've, we have we, not opened these yet, folks. We each got. We we are gonna do it live on air with you guys. We just want to make sure you that. Hear that. They, and um, you should know that I am a jersey collector. I, uh, Carl yeah. can attest. I've got about 40 of them, like ranging <laughs> from uh, Blue Jays, uh, much, football, and, and hockey. Much to the dismay of his beautiful girlfriend, yeah, uh, he is a avid jersey collector and has them on display in their living room. <laughs> yeah, that's, she's, <laughs> yeah, she's not too happy about that. But uh, All right. So <laughs> that's, that's the way it's going to be until, until otherwise. So we All were right. able to get these early. And again, is there I, any shout out we should give that you should give for uh, for the guy that got us these early? Was it uh, well, was it yeah. Frankie or was it uh, no no? Well, Frankie and, it, and the member services, 
Frankie and the member services team have been spectacular oh, to deal with for us, but it was Harmon. Harmon, big shout out to you for getting these to us early Thank today. Thank you, Harmon. I know you guys are going back and forth out to Rogers, Jesus, these getting beautiful. these today, so I'm I'm just impressed with you and your team, and they apparently did 400 phone calls in the last two days to get members. Uh, their jerseys in time for tonight, so great work so far, guys. Let's keep it up. Uh, great they job. Are, they are beautiful jerseys. Um, Oh. I'm not a big fan of the press on the, but that's probably for lightweight reasons. The, the press on the shoulders, but the crest yeah. on the front is absolutely fantastic. The crest on, on the front is NHL quality crest. You got the AHL logo on the back. They still use CCM, which is which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I love that. There's an old school feel to that. Absolutely, CCM yeah. is like that's the that's like the original. Oh, oh yeah, I like these. I can't wait to throw these one. These look gorgeous. Yeah, so these are like there again. On the ice, we're huh? going to be section one ten, row one, seat one and two tonight. You'll see us with our jerseys on. Absolutely. Feel free to say hi. And, yeah, come and, say hi. Yeah. Come, come. Let us know if you if you've been listening or uh, mm-hmm. what you think of the show, or uh, if you hate us, you can also tell <laughs> us that. Just be nice. I just want to add a couple more things uh, about the jersey here. Um, they are made in Canada, from what I understand. I don't know, Carl, you were mentioning something about Montreal, so I'm assuming. I think CCM is based in Quebec, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, Canadian Cycle uh, Motor or something. I can't remember what it stands for. I looked it up once, but it does stand for something weird. Uh, also, I want to talk about the cresting. Uh, it says the inaugural season for the Abbotsford Canucks 2021-2022 on the back collar, where it usually says we are all Canucks on the other one, so um, it's got like a little play on that. Also, I want to mention, I just really that there is um, skate laces. You know how the jerseys have laces up front? Well, these actually, they're actually built in. They're not like the movable laces. They're actually stitched in. It's more of a look effect. But it does have skate laces in the front, which I think is incredibly unique. I've never really seen on a jersey before. Not a professional jersey anyway. Not an NHL one. Definitely not an NHL one. So, I mean, also there's one more thing I want to talk about. Uh, the inverted V that looks like the A now. Well, if, you look, if, you, if you're familiar with the 1970 jerseys, um, there was a V on the arm. Well, the Abbotsford Canucks have flipped it to look like an A. So that's a little mm-hmm. tribute to the 1970 jersey there, the original uh, Vancouver Canucks jersey with the hockey stick, the blue and uh, yeah. the green and white trim there. Well, while you're touching on that, I'm just going to put this bad boy on and see how it fits because that's yeah, always a big you, question. I'll tell you what. I'll keep talking about how great and beautiful this thing is. And uh, you throw yours on. And uh, then uh, I'll let you jump in and tell, tell us what you think about the jersey. And uh, then I'm going to throw my tarp on because, uh, yeah, I think I've, I've looked at it and held it long enough. Uh, I think the next step is to actually physically throw it on. So um, you got yours on there, Carl? Yes, yeah. And for those of you that haven't All right, my turn, my haven't turn. checked my this turn. out on social media there, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bigger guy. So uh, I got a 2XL. And, uh, you know, uh, BC here, you got a... XL. 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 Size XL. And I got to tell you, this double XL fits nice and loose. This fits great. Definitely uh, definitely an Instagram moment after we're done recording here. We have to get a nice photo. And the XL is probably, I'm a slightly bigger guy myself, but, uh, you know, 20, 30 pounds past my playing weight of 180, <laughs> uh, maybe even 40. But, uh, you know, uh, XL, I'm swimming in this thing. It's perfect. It really is perfect. And it's comfy. It's almost comfy enough to sleep in. I mean, they, they, they did a great job. These jerseys are great. I can't wait to wear this tonight. It's going to be really comfortable in the arena for this. Um, so, you know, moving on from the jerseys, what should we expect tonight from Henderson? Um, Henderson? Well, okay. So, I don't know a lot about these guys, but they are the Vegas Golden Knights uh, farm That's club. That's right. So, we have to expect some sort of buried talent in there. You yeah. know, there's the, they're, 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 they're not just trading for these guys. They're farming these guys as well now. And they're in a similar situation. Henderson, Henderson Valley, if I'm not mistaken, is... Uh, it's less than a thirty-minute drive from. It's basically the suburbs of Vegas, so they're in the same. They're in a roughly the same same situation as us. 
I think we can expect, um, to say the least, uh, a, a good fight out of these guys. You yeah. know what what well, what the caliber of skill is going to be like? Well, we'll we'll find out tonight. Well, they have they've, they've played two games so far, both against the Colorado Eagles. Uh, Eleven goals versus the Eagles, so they have a lot of offense. But so they're a team that can score. But I expect uh, DPH to play both games tonight and Sunday. And I think teams are, as I mentioned earlier, they're going to have a really hard time getting more than two goals past this guy this season. I said DPH factor, you know, the hashtag DPH factor. If if uh, especially, we, especially if we don't have the if we're not short-handed. Yeah, I was just going to say if we stay out of the box, that amplifies this, increases our ability to score goals. Uh, it's going to be a rowdy sellout crowd here in Abbotsford. We should mention that it's going to be half capacity sellout. Yeah. That's what's considered. They're going to they're change it roughly a week. We're hoping to get full capacity, but they are going to be. So if I'm not mistaken, it's just under 9,000. So we're 8,000 something for the capacity. So it's going to be closer to 4,000 tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere. Between, it's actually more around that 3,500 uh, mark for tonight's game, okay. I think, is what they're going with. That's 50% of the standard capacity. And uh, yeah. Uh, Ontario, who we played the last two games, had a tough time getting. They have a tough time getting fifteen hundred people out to their games. So, you know, when these teams come in from out of town to play us, it's going to be hostile for them. It's going to be hard for them to play in this arena, and and that's the co- uh, that's just our COVID numbers. Yeah, oh yeah. This, this this barn is going to be packed on Friday yeah. nights. Uh, oh, it's going to be the best. It's going to be the hottest ticket, hot, hottest ticket in town. And on the way night, they have sure. it lined up is perfectly. On Friday night, you can you can go to Abbotsford. You can see the Canucks, the, the, the baby Canucks play in Abbotsford. Saturday night, most nights, you can go go out to Vancouver, go down the go down Highway Number One, and watch the Canucks. So you can watch literally both clubs back to back most nights on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, you I know. personally predict Abby wins both games by a score of something like three to two, four to two. Both these games tonight and Sunday. Uh, I'm and calling a shootout win tonight. Shootout win tonight. Shootout win tonight. Oh, that'd be electric. I think that's that's why I'm calling it. Because I, I think I think that would just... Who gets would, a shootout goal? Um, Tough gonna, to say without watching the game, I'm, but... I, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, 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 Luco. Loco Luco. Yeah? He's my guy. He's yeah? my guy. He's, like he, yeah, yeah, I do. I, like I said, he was he, he's the guy that jumped out the most of those first two yeah, games. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm going to love screwing his name up, by the way. <laughs> Luco Savicious. Yeah, uh, Luco, Luco Vicious. Yeah, Luco Savicious. Vicious, Vicious, Luco. Yeah. So, yeah, there's so many great nicknames off of that. But, yeah, uh, I think, you know, uh, Giuseppe and Bailey, those are my guys. I, I love them. Uh, so, I'm going to say yeah, one, you, one you, of them. You made it very clear yeah. that uh, Giuseppe is uh, another guy. We're going to have trouble with his name. I'm going to be butchering a lot of names. I'm pretty good with names. That's that's that's, that's, yeah. that's what that's what's even worse about these guys' names. You didn't get the gig for nothing, you know. I mean, yeah. Geez. Well, I mean, uh, so I mean, they're gonna be great games. But I feel Abbotsford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel Abbotsford is the better all-around team, and the DPH factor will be the defense man. Yeah, and they need yeah. that win tonight. They they don't just they don't just they just they don't just want that win. They need that win. They need to come in and make a make a statement tonight. Show the fans what what time it is. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the fans in Abbotsford remember a Calgary Flames farm team 10 years yeah. ago. No. And right, we could have literally put any other farm team in <laughs> Abbotsford and they would have succeeded. And they, and they weren't like under succeeded. They were still putting up like 2,000 fans, 2,500. Mm-hmm. They're doing way better than Ontario and Bakersfield were by the looks of their numbers uh, yeah. from the feeds that uh, I saw. So, um, you know, we had the unfortunate luck of having a Calgary Flames team here last time. Now it's the Canucks line. They were saying this is this is what should have been done ten years ago. Ten years ago, well, a lot of people don't know that there was the contract with Utica and it wasn't wasn't up yet. But now, now it's here. Now it's finally here, and they need to get that win tonight. They need to show the local fans that the new local club, the baby club of the big club, 
is getting a big win tonight. Well, let, let's uh, let's talk about what a big difference that makes. Now, uh, not having to travel from Utica, New York, when bringing up players to the NHL team. Well, I mean, we we touched on this um, last week on our on our demo. Uh, we should also I should also mention that uh, our demo was an official was not an official broadcast, but you can find it on our social medias, on our Facebook and our Instagram if you do want to check it out. Um, but we will t- let's touch let's touch on it because we did talk about it and it is relevant. We now ha- we now are competing with twenty. 20- Two, twenty-three other teams who are in the same position as us. They have their, yeah. they have their farm team just down the road. You literally have to jump in your car. You don't have to get a hotel. You don't have to to get on a flight. You don't have to be jet like. And this is this isn't just like a one or two hour flight from Utica. This is like a three or four, four, four and a half hour flight. Sometimes, depending on yeah. what airline or what, what size plane, well, and you're flying against the jet stream, so it's a little longer. Yeah, it's five hours. So, so there you go. There, there you go. And and like from from doing that for our for our call ups to literally driving them down highway number one. I mean, we we went through highway the, to the danger zone. Highway to the danger zone. Well, there you go. I mean, and imagine that. I mean, that like these these kids just have to grab their bag, throw it in their trunk, and drive. Uh, you know, if it's bad traffic, sixty five minutes. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's such a huge kid. Not to mention, you're no longer playing at 10 o'clock your, your exactly, time on your body exactly, clock. Exactly. That's a, another big factor. I mean, these guys were playing on an Eastern time zone on a regular, and all of a sudden they're forced back into a Pacific time zone. Usually, that when you see an Eastern team come to the to Pacific time zone or any other, other time zone, you'll see that, that jet lag the first game. Often yeah. they don't play well. Even if they win, they don't, they don't look like they're, like they're in top formation because the jet lag does affect everyone especially later in the games yeah absolutely well i mean once they acclimatize to, to the time zone it's almost it's almost funny because they get they'll get they'll come here for like a long uh, road like a west coast road, road swing they'll get used to the time zone and then boom yeah. they go right back to eastern time zone to mess their their internal clocks up all over again well, well think about this so seven o'clock start on the game in uh, in, in in vancouver yep. Uh, so by the time you hit the ice in the third period, what time is it? It's, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. It's it's 1 o'clock. In the morning. I know it's because I lived yeah. in Toronto for almost 10 years, and that was one of the great things about living in Toronto was that hockey went till 1. If you were having a pint yeah. at your local bar, you could watch hockey till about 1.15 in the morning. Yeah. And I assure you, there was a lot of people that would do that in my neighborhood, yeah. <laughs> myself included. <laughs> well, we touched on the fans. You know, the Canucks, uh, Abbotsford Canucks, what they're going to mean for this community. Um, my son, who's just, you know, he's he's a young guy. He's just uh, turning seven. What a, what a cool cat. Yeah, he's a, he's a blast. He's absolutely falling in love with the Vancouver Canucks. And I have to touch on the pop-up they did last week. Uh, Finn came up the highway from Vancouver for that, and he gave us a shout-out on social media. What a beauty. Love that mascot. Looking forward to seeing Johnny Canuck tonight. I was hoping to see he's, him at the he's pop-up. Making a, he's making his debut tonight, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes, he is. So let's watch for that. But Finn, always a class act. Keep it up, man. Great. Love you. I'm, I'm glad that we could, because there was talk about uh, scrapping Finn, and I was like, well, you can't scrap Finn. But then we have such a good mascot in Johnny Canuck, but now we can use them both. Yeah, and I think they're going to do that. That's amazing. Because Finn is pretty iconic around the league. People love Finn. Uh, He travels around other arenas from time to time. The All-Star breaks. He's always one of the favorites. Yeah, Yeah, he's one of the favorites. So (laughs) I think it was at the Kraken game where he had the... The octopus in his mouth. Remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, we, 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 we should mention we went to the preseason Canucks game against the Kraken, and they had a nice little graphic for yeah. the Kraken. They let them know who's yeah. bosses. By the way, the Canucks are going to be helping the Kraken open up um, their new arena tomorrow night. Hockey huh? night in Canada. Well, that should be interesting. Hopefully, we open up a can of something yeah. on them. I, during enjoy, that. I personally enjoy calamari. It's one of my favorite oh. dishes. I, I could eat mm. calamari forever. Crispier the better. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, yeah I, let's I, have a, I, have, I have a feeling that uh, killer whales could eat anything in the ocean yeah. they want, and that includes kraken. Apex predator. Yeah. 
Well, that's about it for Bush League with Beast and the Bear for this week. Tune in every Friday from 5 to 6 for the next few weeks here, and then we might be changing the schedule up in about 5 or 6 weeks, but for at least the next 5 or 6 weeks, it's 5 to 6, Civil Radio 11.7 FM in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley. So definitely check us out, and for, for now, I'm signing off. This is the, be- uh, the Bear. This is the Beast. And we're signing off. See you guys at the game tonight. See you at 7 o'clock, Abbotsford Center. Be there. Be there. <laughs>